0: knew this or not, but there are people that escaped hell this morning. God. I prayed and I asked God, never, ever let that become common to me. Yeah. I was raised in a Christian home, but there's a time in my life that I ran from my call And when I ran from my call, I had people that were praying for me. I had people that were interceding for me. And it's because of the prayers of the saints that I'm not in hell tonight. And you can choose to believe what you want to, but I believe that even after you get born again, if you run Hard and fast enough, you can go to hell. I believe that there's a lot of grace that you got to run out of a lot. But I believe that you can run away from him. He doesn't run away from you. You run away from him. And the problem is, is the further you run from him and the further you run from your call and the further that you go down that path that you're on, that you think you're okay. The problem isn't him. The problem is you understanding that you're not okay. So as you keep going down that path, your conscience begins to wear away. And that inward voice on the inside of you gets quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter to the point where you've pushed it down so many times that now you can't hear it. So the vehicle that he would use to get you back to him is now gone. That's the danger. Is that you'll walk completely away from him and that you won't know who he is, who you are. I don't know why I said all that tonight, but there it is. Just open your Bibles to Ephesians, the fifth chapter. I'm Not going to keep you, but a couple minutes. It's really how it's like the Holy Ghost is going to have me speak on what happens to your emotions when you worship God, because see, that's part of your your emotions is part of your soul. By the way, I came up with the name finally. Transformation to my destination. Everybody say, Transformation to my destination. That's what this series is called. So I'm just going to read this. Get it over here in the New King James. Let's start with verse 15, chapter 5, verse 15. Before we start, let me just make a couple statements. Do you remember me talking about your choices? How the choices you make back here determines the decision you make over here? When I, when I say stuff like that, I'm not just trying to sound good or trying to sound smart and trust me, I didn't come up with that, he did and he talks to me and he shows me in my own life what is happening. And every time I lose a battle or every time I lose a decision and I make a wrong choice and I'm talking from the greatest to the least. In other words, even the little choices matter because every choice you make either takes you forwards, backwards, or stalls you in the place you're at. I don't know about you, I don't have time for stalling and I don't have time to go backwards. I only have time to move forwards, can you say amen? So every choice you make determines the next step. It determines what path that you're on. And when it determines the path that you're on All of a sudden, then you have another choice to make. You can stay on that path or you can go back to the why in the road and choose the right path and make the right choice. And when I was talking about how not renewing your mind, you're choosing right then to fail. When you choose to fail like that and then you fail, Your emotions start preaching to you. And they sound a lot like the devil. Have you ever noticed this? The devil tempts people to sin. He goes, Oh, go ahead and do it. It won't hurt you. Just go ahead. Go ahead and put your toe closer to that line. It'll be okay. Do you know that the Bible says he's the father of all liars? Do you know what that means? It means he can't even tell the truth, even if he'd want to, and he don't want to. And he tempts us, and he says, go ahead and do it. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Then you step over the line, and you make that choice, and then he starts screaming in your ear, you're going to hell. So he encourages you to sin. Then he starts condemning you. He encourages you to make choices that you know are the wrong choices. Now, we're still talking about transformation of the soul. He encourages, encourages you to make those choices, then he condemns you for it. And then you try to get up, and with your own emotions, he's pushing you back down because your own emotions begin to condemn you. You may ask me, is there a way out of that? Oh, yes. I'm so glad you asked that question. It's called worship. That's why tonight there was nothing in me that wanted to stop what was happening because God was doing something. He was doing something in some of you. He was doing something in the atmosphere. In fact, the atmosphere was so thick that if you just simply reached out and received it, he was there. And he was ministering to us. There's a place in worship that we're going to go. There may be some services that we go in and never come out. And I'm just fine with that. Because I'm tired of living in a city where people are going to hell. I'm tired of living in a, a, a county in a state where people are going to hell. I'm tired of living in a country where we don't know up from down and down from up and sideways. We, we just don't know anything anymore because the devil has done such a great job confusing the church. Notice I didn't say our, our politicians or our country. He has confused the church. And because he's confused the church, we don't know who we are. So Michael, how can I change even when I feel like I'm so condemned? I can't even get up even when I feel like I'm under the problem so far that I can't even I can't even lift my head up. You begin to worship. And when I say worship, you begin to call on him and you begin to call on his presence, call on the atmosphere of heaven, you get desperate for him. I don't know if you felt it tonight. There's different shifts that take place in worship services. And when we have the time to flow, you can feel the shifts taking place. Tonight, there was a resistance that came. Did you feel that? Oh, it was real strong. It was like there's devils that was saying, you ain't breaking through tonight. And all I kept, first of all, I wasn't even listening to him. I could hear him, but I wasn't listening to him. If I would have said anything, I would have said this liar, liar, liar. Your pants on fire because we're going in. And even if I only go in by myself, I'm going in. Because I know the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I know El Shaddai. I know Elohim. I know the God that is always more than enough, and not just more than enough to make sure I go to heaven. He's more than enough every moment of every day. So here in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, where'd I say we'd start? 15? (laughs) 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Go ahead to the next verse. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Go ahead. And you can read with me. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Submitting. I think there was one in between there. Verse 20. There we go. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting to to one another in the fear of God. Thank you so much. How do you redeem your time? I can tell you one way you redeem your time. Get to know him. Because by getting to know him, the way he redeems your time, he'll literally give you time back. And the way he gives you time back is as you duplicate yourself and other people, you save them time. That goes on your account. When you stand before him, he, I mean, he gives back the years at the canker warm eight and the way that he gives back the years at the canker worm eight is because you get to know him and all of a sudden you begin to teach the pitfalls. And the people you're pouring into, you pour into that that wisdom that you got from above when you were walking through that trial, that when the temptation comes for other people to walk through that trial, all of a sudden, you've taught them how to avoid the pitfalls. So what took you five years to accomplish now takes them five months. That's called redeeming the time. Can you say amen? amen? So redeeming the time because the days are evil. He says, "Walk a certain way And then he says, "Don't be drunk with wine." And now in the King James it says, "Wherein is excess?" And I like saying it this way: Don't get excessively drunk with wine, but get excessively drunk in the spirit. Get excessively drunk in the spirit. Someone needs to hear this tonight. Get excessively drunk. In the spirit. And I'm not talking about a church service. I'm talking about you and him. And you get so engulfed in his presence that you start drinking the new wine. And before long, you become intoxicated. And, and when you become intoxicated with the new wine, it's not just going to erase reality for one moment. Like getting drunk with wine does. I've never been drunk never been high. (laughs) Don't want to be. I like what Brother Dave says. I get high on the most high. Can you say amen? You want to get excessively drunk in the spirit. And when you get excessively drunk in the spirit, there's a, there's a transformation and there's a process that takes place. His love begins to be unveiled to you. And all of a sudden, where you had a little bit of darkness or maybe not understanding who he was, the light begins to shine forth. And all of a sudden, transformation begins to take place. And you come out of there feeling much stronger. You come out of there feeling much more complete. You come out of there feeling like you can redeem the time, that you can be wise. You come out of there getting so drunk that now you just want to tell everybody and you want to get everybody drunk. As the old saying goes, I don't like drinking by myself. (laughs) Actually, I do. I love getting drunk in the Holy Ghost by myself. But I tell you what, I love watching the power of God falling. You know, it's been a long time since I've seen a real Holy Ghost foot stomping, pew jumping, aisle running, dancing service. Lord, can we have one of those real soon? Because I'd just like to see us all get drunk in the Holy Ghost. I mean, falling on the floor and just getting drunk and being so drunk in the Holy Ghost that we don't care what brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so thinks. How many ever been in a service like that? Woo! I'll tell you what. He falls... I don't know if I say he falls or manifests, however he does it. The whole atmosphere shifts. There's joy that comes in. And I mean, we, we used to sing that song, Look What the Lord Has Done, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, there's one guy, young guy. Boy, he, he loved to worship God. He would sit right where Pastor Barry's sitting. Right There was a middle section. He'd sit right there. And the keyboard was up there. And I'd break into that song, look what the Lord has done, and he'd kick off his shoes. And not very long into the song, he'd just start running. So I wrote a new verse. Take off your shoes and run. Take off your shoes and run. (laughs) We need to get excessively drunk in the spirit. Can you say amen? How do I do that? Well, next time I teach, (laughs) I will tell you this. One of the greatest persons to ask on how to worship God, especially privately, is Holy Spirit. He's the great teacher. Holy Spirit, I'm so glad that you're in my life. I'm so glad that you baptized me. Wow, what would I do without you? Even when no one else has the answer, you are the answer. You've made Jesus' wisdom unto me. You've revealed Jesus, and then Jesus reveals the Father. Hallelujah. Why don't you just stand for a moment? Just lift your hands and glorify him. I worship you and I glorify you. I worship you and I glorify you. You're not a man that you should lie. You've exalted your word above your name. Heaven and earth will pass away. Oh, but your word will never pass away. <laughs> I'm so thankful. I can depend on you. I can trust you. You are the I am that I am. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 You are Jehovah and I worship you. I glorify you. I magnify you. I magnify you. I lift you up, Father. Hallelujah. Jesus, I glorify you and I magnify you. I worship you. Your name is above every name. Hallelujah. I ascend the mountain of Zion to worship you, to fellowship with you, to sit in that place, that place of edification, that place of teaching. I worship you and I glorify you. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, I can get lost real easy. Whew. Ya ro dovra mambaka shodovra mandavra miki, niya dovra madiki, ya ro mandikrasiki. Yes, <laughs> Lord, nevra miki siki. Huh, huh. He said some of my children. Keep looking on the outside for their victory. <laughs> he said, look to me for I am your victory, and victory happens on the inside first before anything happens on the outside. Nede sonora bahasa You keep looking for your circumstances to change, says the Lord. He says... <laughs> But I'm looking for you to change. for why don't you climb down into the stern of your boat and rest with me says the Lord why don't you climb down here even in the midst of your storm and even in the midst of your circumstances and enter into that rest with me that rest and that refreshing with me for I I will keep you and I will hold you. I have you in the palm of my hand if you allow me. Hallelujah. Nedo Dovra Maki, Shiki Dovra Maki, Sodora Bahasa. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. De Nedo Boko, yeah. Never a mass. <laughs> I heard him say, some of your circumstances are so old that you actually think that they're part of you. And I want you to know I change not. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I tell you this night that I am waiting for you to believe what I said in my word concerning you and concerning every fiery trial. For even though many are the afflictions of my children, I will deliver you out of them. All, says the Lord. Yaro dovrema ki rabas, <laughs> Jesus told the disciples, let us cross over to the other side. There's some of you that you've been on your ship and the ship's been in the middle of a storm for years. And God's trying to get you to the next season. He's trying to get you to the other side, but he can't get you to enter into rest. He can't get you to enter into peace because you keep your mind and your emotions caught up in the storm. Thank you, Father, for the revelation of Jesus. Hallelujah. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I rest in your arms. I know that you got me. You won't fail me. I believe what you said and who you are, and I trust you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. All right. (laughs) I promised I wouldn't keep you long. Oh, look at that. Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.